so with Drew, I'll just take a nice deep breath. I literally ask myself, I'm like, do you need to say this? Because we're all human. It comes up. We, Abby and I are in overwhelmed states of our life right now. Like what wants to come out isn't always kind or even going to be necessary or well said. So I just try my best to think in my mind, is this going to be helpful or hurtful? I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. Hey guys, we are coming to you disheveled. We have had quite the week. I have a sick little guy. He's been sick for about five days. I was in urgent care with him for three hours last night. I am tired to say the least. Abby has Owen in studio. So if you hear Owen, just know we are showing up here just like so many of you doing the best we can. We are happy to be here, excited for the episode, but also just moms that are going through a lot of things right now. But today we wanted to do an episode on relationships. It's funny because sometimes these episodes are exactly what we need at the time. So if you guys follow me on my personal Instagram account, I've been talking a lot about how Drew and I are just in a really full season of parenthood. For us, that means that there are more challenges inside of our couplehood, inside of our relationship. If parenthood is super stressful for us, it leaks into the way that we treat each other, the way that we communicate. I would be shocked if there are couples that can keep that completely separate. I would love to get to a place where people think of things as seasons. This is a shift for us. This is a really full season, Um, but we're willing to put some work in when things are tough to fix this little leak before there is a big flood. So today we're going to dive into it. Abby and I pride ourselves on leading this community with transparency. So obviously we both struggle with things and we are happy to show up when there's still a struggle and not all the way resolved. And we know that a lot of these subjects are talked about behind closed doors. So maybe you have a friend or two that you can can connect with, or maybe you can share those relationship struggles with, but often people present their edited version. Or the person who's sharing is quick to say, you know, but Colin, he's such a good guy. He treats me so well. Yes, but there's also some struggles that are worth talking about. So just know, though, that this episode is not going to be man bashing. Amy and I, we both very much love, we respect our husbands, we respect our relationships, but it's meant to open up some of these conversations and stand in solidarity. That marriage or really any long-term relationship, it can be hard work. So let's start by talking through some of the current struggles that we're having, and we're also going to provide some research and resources along the way. So I don't know how many times I've 
uttered the word demanding to Abby in 2020. Um, Unfortunately, I think that would probably be the word of the year. The pandemic plus parenting three active little boys plus work. It's a lot right now. Um, I said it in a, a past episode, but when Cole got very mobile, like when he turned one and became very demanding, things just went up a whole notch. Um, what I've found is that I typically run out of patience for my partner, for Drew. I feel pretty good at being able to keep patience for the boys, but they literally take up every ounce that I could muster. And then, so I'm just not presenting my best self to Drew. Um, it's a season where we're time crunched. The older boys, Maxwell and Trey, who are four and two and a half, getting close to three, actually, um, they go to bed later than they used to. So we don't have any time anymore. Like it literally feels like we have no time for each other or for ourselves. From the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep, there are little people that need us in this season right now. And when we bring our best selves to our children, there's just not capacity, like just period. There's not capacity to show up for yourself, for your partner in the way that we want to. Uh, I can see this right now, like Colin and I, obviously brought Owen into this world just a couple of weeks ago. Because he has Down syndrome, there's a lot of extra appointments. Like there's a lot of extra worries. There's extra stressors on our plate, taking up that mental load and the capacity in our own minds. It's a lot of extra commitments. Like as a family, we're just trying to navigate what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? It's not the same maternity leave like I had with the others. Also to add on that it's our third child. So there's still two other kiddos and a housework and all the other responsibilities that are on our plate. Some of the big differences too is that, or some of the things that have stayed the same is that Colin is still working full time. Like he still has his full time job. We still have the other two kids. We still have the normal amount of housework. Lucy started 4K just a couple of weeks ago. That's adding on extra stress or just extra homework and extra things to do. And then adding a newborn with special needs, it's just so much more time. So if you're in that season where you're just adding on to the checklist mentally and physically, we get it. Like we both are in those seasons. Amy and I both are in those seasons where it just is a constant add on and nothing else seems to be subtracting. The thing that I think, oh, there's Owen. The thing <laughs> that I have noticed about Drew and I is that we are much more proactive though. If we have a couple squabbles, um, a couple of disagreements, like we know now, okay, we are not being our best selves. Let's figure out how to patch this to get through together. Because we've tried to do it where we don't really fix our issues and it just stacks up. And I think that's when people get further down the road and they get in bigger fights or they feel more resentful. When Drew and I have these yellow flag feelings, we address them so that we know with our season, we got to st stick together. <laughs> like if we also don't feel good inside of our partnership, that's just going to add another layer of stress when if we work together as teammates, we're going to be able to get through this a whole lot better. So Amy, do you think that was from trial and error of trying to kind of push the things to the side and be like, oh, we'll just come back to this later? 
and then realizing that that's not actually helping or what like made you think about doing it this way now than before? I feel like when you've done it both ways, you've had the constant state of slight annoyance phase of our life. We've, else like yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've done that. And that was not a good look for us. It was not. It didn't feel right. Now, of course, I'm showing up here telling 10,000 people we have we're in a tough season right now. But we feel much more connected, like we're able to work on these things so that most of the time we're in pretty good relationship. It's just the naming of emotions has really helped us. We use more I statements than the Gottman Institute. It's a constant I feel in our household because we know that that as silly as it can sound, sometimes I really do believe some of these therapist tips. You're like, why would that help? But it really does. Um, so yeah, being much more proactive, feeling in a healthy place in our relationship, we have found that it just helps all areas. And Abby knows this is one of the subjects I'm super passionate about. If you're constantly bickering, that's not going to make you want to be intimate with your partner. That's not going to want to make him feel helpful with something that you might want to offload to him. Like there's just so many things that go south when you're in that constant state of like animosity. And so I think it's just, we've learned that and now we both have resources that we use and call on to try to be on a reasonable page. Reasonable page. Just skimming by here, guys. Yeah. Just skimming by. Do B work. We'll we'll get back to A's later. Just not the season for it. Um, but I wanted to throw it back to you, Abby, and ask, what is a fight or an issue that you and Colin have been having lately now that Owen has joined the picture? Yeah, and even before Owen, as many of you know, I'm a doer. I'm a person who likes to get things done. I like feeling accomplished. If something needs to have our attention, I just start doing it. Like it just is easier for me to start doing it instead of waiting around. But it also brings on some resentment when I'm constantly doing, and I might look at my partner, like let's say Colin, and he's not doing the same amount of work. Every single night right now, because I'm exclusively pumping, there is a ton of extra pump parts that I have to wash, bottles that I have to wash. And I actually have to do them at that time in order to have them ready for the whole night. So if I'm cleaning the kitchen, getting everything set. And I see Colin, handsome, handsome Colin, sitting there on his phone, watching TV, maybe starting up a Call of Duty game, whatever it may be, I could roast his balls. Mm -hmm. Like that is the absolute worst time, especially at the end of the day when you're already so tired, you put the kids to bed. All I want to do is be sitting next to him, but I actually have to do something. And then it doesn't end up being very good. Like you used to talk about small squabbles, Amy. At the end of a day when we're already so tired, I, it's not a small squabble. It ends up being like a huge eruption. But we both are feeling overworked. It's like we have to always understand, and here's Owen here coming in. We have to understand, and I have to always put it through my mind, that we're both feeling overworked. Like Colin is still working a full-time schedule right now. He's also waking up. He's also helping with the kids. But it's hard for us, especially for me in that moment, to see where the other person is struggling. So where Colin's adding to his workload, mine has just completely changed. So I'm just learning a whole new role here with having a newborn, exclusively pumping, and that's really, really difficult for me right now. So if I keep on stepping in, however, and keep on doing this work and then getting resentful, that's on me. 
Like I'm saying this right now in the moment, do I want to just roast those balls? Yes, absolutely. But if I keep on stepping in and not asking for help, not requesting the help and then getting resentful, that's completely on me. As women, we need to be more protective of our time just as our husbands are. And if you're not being protective of your time, it's not fair to be resentful. The other thing I would say when I'm listening to that story is for me, there can be triggers like Drew's phone is a trigger. I'm always on my phone. So I am not blameless. You know, I do Instagram, I do all this stuff. But for some reason, at the end of the night, if you're helping like two crazy toddlers and you catch Uh your spouse on their phone, you're like, are you serious right now? (laughs) Like it's a trigger. So I think for me, something I'm going to start working on is just reminding myself like, okay, deep breath. This is a trigger for you, but soft approach, soft approach. Just say, hey, babe, could you... take Trey off the railing right now because um, it's dangerous. This is an immediate need right this very second. <laughs> and the thing is, Drew would be happy to do that. It's that I always lead with a harsh approach when the trigger happens. Okay, Amy, but before we get into the soft approach versus what we sometimes can do with that harsher approach, it's football season. And I know that with communication, especially with you and Drew, especially with NFL Red Zone, that has, <laughs> that's a big part of your marriage right now. It's a big part of your life having this uh, this Red Zone come yeah. in. So tell us more this, about uh, that. This podcast is anti-NFL Red Zone. Um, <laughs> we will not tell you the sponsor on this show. <laughs> it's seven hours of uninterrupted whip-around coverage of the NFL. You will never miss one touchdown. Amy has this like a by-heart <laughs> yeah, yeah, in her mind because yeah. she hears it so often. Um, so for me, it's just communicating expectations. The thing is, I actually love the NFL. I'm a huge fan So on Sunday, I do not mind it being on TV most of the day. I just wanted to communicate with Drew, who just had his first Sunday NFL Red Zone. Babe, we are just not in the season where you're going to be able to sit for seven hours and watch this. Like, I I still need help parenting these three little boys. It would not be fair if you sat down for this whole time I just wanted to make sure his expectation was not every touchdown was going to be seen by Drew in real time. Um, So I have to communicate that up front so that I don't get resentful. Because if I saw him sitting there for seven hours, I know that I would. So Drew and I are working on that. I know he loves football and that's a big part of his life and he enjoys that. I don't want to take it all away. I just want to make sure that he is still going to help with nap time, with meal time, like whatever needs to happen. Um, So Drew and I are just working on that. We're working on setting expectations for example, on Saturday, he's golfing 18 holes of golf or this past Saturday now that the episode aired. He's golfing 18 holes of golf, which takes, I don't know, like six hours. It's the same as NFL yeah, yeah. on a Sunday. <laughs> so then, baby, you are not going to do both, okay? If you do the 18 of golf, then you're going to have to be super reasonable on Sunday. And the, the reason I say this and I set expectations is that I know when I don't, or if I'm trying to be like the cool wife that never gets mad and allows anything, 
it just the resentment builds and then it comes out. So I would rather be proactive and then also schedule in my time where I get to be down and away from the family. That's the feedback I get a lot on Instagram. People are like, what do you do? And I do have a lot of things that I do outside of the family. I have a lot of things I enjoy, but making sure that I get slotted in for some of those when Drew is really good at filling up his schedule is a great point and it is really important. And a lot of what some people do, so like when you're thinking about NFL Red Zone or thinking about golf, it's just such a long commitment that sometimes <laughs> it's 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 so many hours. So going to grab coffee or getting your nails done or going for a walk with a friend just seems so minuscule in comparison. But if that's all you need. I also have the tendency to rush back before, though. I've been very open about that. I used to go get a you know, manicure and then rush back. And now I'm like, it's not tit for tat. I'm not like, oh, let me make sure I've spent seven hours away. But certainly have I thought of like, oh, I could also do this errand that I want to do or go get a coffee with a friend and go get a pedicure. Totally. Like I'm totally more open to taking more time because that's what I'm giving. To Drew's credit, he is so open about having these conversations with me and we're able to keep him very healthy. He doesn't always agree with me, but he's definitely willing to hear me out and respond thoughtfully about what I'm requesting. Uh, The other week I got this message and a woman said that she had read my NFL Red Zone joke to her husband and he was like, oh, I feel so bad for her husband. And I responded, I was like, tell him not to. Drew's obsessed with me. <laughs> he like, he we have a great relationship. I don't think that the expectation at this point in our life can be seven hours and that I should just leave my husband alone. Like that's not the type of operation that's running in the Kiefer household. Um, we had these three little boys together. I'm not going to take one for the team every time. So the open, honest communication keeps us from the resentment or, oh, she's always on my back. Because then when we have a plan, we can execute it. And we just wanted to take a quick pause to tell you about our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online counseling service. I use it. It's an app. You can go into it. You can fill out a little questionnaire and then it matches you with a counselor or therapist that specializes in what you need help with. I love my therapist. She is very seasoned in talking about marriage. So she gives me a lot of good ideas about how to approach these topics that we're talking about with Drew. Um, She's recommended tremendous resources. And then she just helps me see um, the best way to approach things inside of our relationship. So if you guys are interested, you can sign up at BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P dot com backslash herself, and you'll get 10% off your first month if you use that URL. Again, that's BetterHelp.com backslash herself. And these are always saved in our notes section as well. So back to the episode, when I was listening to psychologist John Gottman, he was on episode 83 of Dak Shepard's Armchair Expert. It was a really, really good reminder for people like me who are extremely black and white. 
that when I have feedback for Colin, I need to make sure that I'm living more in the gray. Just put it that way. (laughs) It takes five positive comments to make up for one negative comment. So just thinking right now about how I'm so quick to judge a situation and backlash right away, I need to be a lot more conscious of what I'm saying. When we're both sleep deprived, when we both have the stress, the added stress of this newborn stage, we really got to watch what we're trying to say. So one of the things that we were talking about before is that soft approach. So instead of saying, Colin, you are slow in the mornings. I wish you could be more efficient like me. You are always so dang slow. (laughs) Change it to something maybe a little bit less permanent. So it seems like today you're taking more time than necessary, and that's going to throw off our morning routine. Having that because statement too, just like having a reason behind something, uh, it makes people also more apt to just listen and learn and actually react and act upon that request. So going back to that soft startup conversation, essentially you can predict how a conversation is going to go by listening to the first three minutes of it. And actually you can predict how a marriage is going to go. A marriage, divorce, all of that, up to 90%. So Accuracy. <laughs> if they listen to you guys fight in the first five minutes, they could predict with 90% accuracy if you will be getting divorced. Like that's, think about that. That's not a lot of time for something that is very, very permanent and very, very big in somebody's relationship, obviously. So instead of saying something like, Colin, it's so freaking irritating that you're sitting there on your phone or playing Call of Duty when I'm washing all these bottles. You have no idea how overwhelming this newborn stage is for me, how overwhelming pumping has been. Like, that's an actual thing. I usually add in a, probably one or two more <laughs> unnice That words. was a lot. That was a lot coming at me. <laughs> oh, it's a conversation we've been having a lot. But instead of saying that, a softer approach is way more likely to actually get the job done. It can be really, really hard to execute because when we have all that feedback and we're already irritated, it's easier to come at them with a lot of heat. So instead, I've tried deep breath. (laughs) I feel overwhelmed with all the added work right now. I also understand that you need downtime, but let's find a schedule that works for both of us. That was really nice. Like just sitting across from you, like that first one did feel like a ton of bricks coming at me. The second one was just so much kinder. And it's nice being around Amy because Amy and Colin are so much alike. So I feel like I can. (laughs) (laughs) How would this feel if I were to say something like this? And Amy, usually even before I ask, she's like, what if you said it this way, Abby? (laughs) And the Ohio State University, they did a really big research study on this. And it revealed that wounds actually heal faster. There's a lower risk of dementia cancer risks, they plummet, and people actually live longer lives when they're in a relationship that has those soft arguments instead of the ones that are more hostile. So sign me up for a longer, less cancer-filled life. Like, absolutely. I think that one thing I've learned in life is that if you take a deep breath before you start, it can save you a lot of going down the wrong route. So with Drew, I'll just take a nice deep breath. I literally ask myself, I'm like, do you need to say this? Because we're all human. It comes up. We, Abby and I are in overwhelmed states of our life right now. Like what wants to come out isn't always kind or even going to be necessary or well said. So I just try my best to think in my mind, is this going to be helpful or hurtful? So if I slow down, I I fare a lot better. And then I also wanted to add 
what you started with, the idea of saying more positive things than negative inside the relationships, when the Gottmans teach about it, they make it pretty easy. It's like, Colin, thank you so much for unloading the dishwasher. It can be these little things throughout the day. Colin, you look so nice today. Just, it's small. It's not, it's not strenuous. Like there should be things that both of you guys can pick out throughout the day that are helpful, that are nice. You might be thinking it and not saying it. If our partners are always just hearing criticism, it is hard for them to feel like they want to be kind, to feel like they want to be helpful. Hearing criticism or hearing just requests. That's too. true. It's like if, you, if you're just saying all the things you need them to do, want them to do, things that need to get done and not saying all the things that they already have accomplished or how they are looking great that day or how well loved you do feel, it's going to be a lot easier to get those things done. Honestly, a lot of the time I'll just be like, I love you, babe. Just out of the blue. Out of yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. it's just that's the energy that I want in the house and around the boys. Same with kids. Like this always makes me think of kids. It's like you want to be giving them much more encouragement than you are criticizing something that they're doing. I'm going to bring this back to we've brought this up a couple times on the on the podcast, I think, but at the beginning of our relationship when we were first married and when we were struggling with um getting pregnant for about a year, we were really, really hostile towards each other. Like everything was always wrong with each other. It wasn't the other person. It was because we were frustrated with something completely unrelated. And at that time, I was seeing a therapist. And one thing she recommended that this might be helpful for you, you might be like, nope, not for me. But setting little reminders on my phone, just be like, send Colin a text. And it would chime in every couple of hours. I think it was like every like five or six hours. And I would just send him a really nice text of something that he did or something that came into my mind. Was it planned and was it robotic? Yes, at first. But then it just started feeling more natural. And I know that that helped us a ton in that season, just with him opening up to me, with me saying the nice things and also trying to look for the nice things. That sounds like such a perfectly Abby thing to do. (laughs) And, And when you were saying that, I'm like, the thing is, this is a lot easier for me because I'm such a feeler and I constantly um, give compliments. That's just my personality. So for some of you, you might this might take a little more work and thought and that's okay. It doesn't mean anything about you as a person. It just means your personality, that's not how you show love. This is how I show love. So it just comes more naturally to me. One of the things that we wanted to end with was talking about keeping your couplehood strong by actually taking time, the two of you. This week, Drew and I are going on another mini vacation. It's the best you can do in COVID. It is, we're just going to another place in Wisconsin just for two nights by ourselves. Drew and I have found this to be so enormously helpful in our marriage, just to be able to not have anyone else need us but each other. I remember the last time we were in Door County, for those of you that know anything about Wisconsin, and we were cuddling on the couch at the end of the night and we were like, this is what we always say we want to do. Like, could we just cuddle just the two of us without one little boy squeezing between us? Like, So we wanted to send that encouragement and we know that it's not always going to look like spending a couple of nights away from the kids. That's maybe not going to be possible in your season. 
right now, but thinking of ways that you guys can make that connection for each other, whether that is just a date um, in the basement or you are able to get out of the house. One thing that Abby and I have gotten some pushback um, from the listeners is, okay, but you guys have the greatest support systems. Not all of us have that. And we hear that. We feel so thankful for our families, undoubtedly, like they help us so much. But I would also say gently, make your village. I have had to make connections with daycare teachers, with other daycare parents, friends in the area, because Drew and I don't have any family that lives here. Like our closest family that helps with our kids is over an hour away. So we don't have, I had to build a net for those little pinches you get yourself into where someone needs to come like immediately. Um, so I just wanted to say, you guys start to build that net. I know that it's not easy for everyone. I know that you might not have the personality that makes it easy to make connections, but I really just feel like to have a strong couplehood during parenthood, like we were not meant to just do this. The five of us in the Kiefer household, we would be going crazy if it was just the five of us, Drew and I need help plainly. So whether that be we're paying for it, we're swapping with a friend, or our parents are able to help us, like we're finding ways to bring that into our relationship. And we know with COVID, it was that you did just have just the five of you for like eight weeks. weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two full <laughs> months. So you would understand how yeah. difficult that March thirteenth <laughs> through <laughs> But finding those people around you in whatever way it looks like for you. We have um, some people from our church that will just swap afternoons. So they'll take all of the kids for a park date for a couple of hours when Colin and I can go out and we'll do the opposite that next weekend or Saturday and Sunday. And it just it opens up even just a couple of hours of time. So it doesn't have to be huge long weekends away if that's not what you have in mind right now, if it's not in the budget, if you have a newborn, for instance, and he's going to be by my side for quite a while right now, but just getting the help that you actually need. Yeah, I was reading a book recently, and it's it's called How Not to Hate Your Husband After Kids. And in it, there was a professional that was talking about like, maybe it is that you're going to your kid's soccer game, you and your spouse are make it instead of like, oh, here we go. We're going to watch Lucy run around in a clump of children. (laughs) Make it a connection point for you and your husband. So you guys can sit there. You can have some conversations that are really nice and connect so that the activity is meaningful for the two of you. I love that. It's an automatic. It's plugging things in where we can right now because none of us have an abundance of time. No, definitely not. And it's 30, 50, 60, whatever, however long a soccer game is of time that you actually are sitting next to each other. Right. That you have that time that you are together. Make the most of it. I love that idea. So you guys, we are right there with you. If you are having some difficulties or some arguments, we've all been there. For Abby and I, we just know that we want to stay hand in hand with our partners through this crazy season because we want to make it out the other side together. 